I'm Nayeli. And I'm Danae. And you are listening to Existing Con Animo's first ever episode. Existing Con Animo is a podcast where we talk about living your life on your own terms. So today we're talking about how we as individuals and our plans and our goals and what we want out of life, how that is the greatest project that we will ever work on. And the importance of making sure that we are designing that project on our own terms. I really like thinking of it through this lens of like, we're a project and we can design our lives the way we want to, right? Like really taking control, right? And and it's not like, well, these are the cards that I was dealt, here I am, right? It's like, okay, how, how can I navigate this system? What, what can I... What can I create? I don't know, it makes me think back of like like middle school, like school projects, like with a little trifold, right? And like I'm like, yeah. which pictures do I put? Which which foam shapes should I stick to the corners of, of this? We put so many <laughs> like so much details into into doing those types of little projects. And you designing know designing with care. Instead of being like, instead of using the trifold and following the, I'm going to put, you know, the big pictures in the middle. I'm going to put the stuff on the left and the right side. It's like, what if I don't even want a trifold? What if I'm going to bring a, a tire and I'm going to roll the tire. And as I roll the tire, it prints shit on the ground. Yes. <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> or interpretive dance. <laughs> yes. I am the project and I just stand there. Forget the trifold. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's more important than taking care of ourselves and making sure that we are flourishing? That's the most important thing. So why not give it the kind, give this project that is the self the kind of attention that you would give any other project that is not as important as yourself in the grand scheme of things? One thing that's important for me to notice is like, while we are multifaceted individuals, we're still holistic beings, mm-hmm. right? So I think like people always like, right now the common thing is I'm putting in the work, I'm working on myself, right? And it's like, a lot of the times I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what does that mean to put in the work? What does it mean to work on yourself, right? And so this idea of like, I'm a project and I'm gonna, I'm gonna design myself you know, the, the way that works for me, whether it be, I'm going to focus on, you know, health, weight, fitness, right? Whether it's like, I'm going to focus on manifesting these career goals. I'm going to focus on, you know, investing educational goals, goals, relationship goals, Mm -hmm. right? Or I'm going to focus on, you know, like you said, educational, but like learning new things, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to learn to make pasta. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like formal educations. Yeah, exactly. Um, and all these side projects, right? Mm -hmm. Like music, you know, whatever it is that you're interested in doing. But I think like realizing like how those, all those things coalesce into the thing that you're trying to design. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of like putting all those different pieces of the puzzle together for yourself. I think this makes me wonder, right? Like I'm a planner, but like I've learned life is so hard to plan for. Yeah. So like, what are your thoughts on like planning? I'm really good at coming up with a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan to a backup plan. <laughs> so for me, it kind of comes easy. 
when it comes to planning out whatever project you're going to work on that has to do with the grand project that is yourself, like come up with some backup plans because it's true that things aren't always going to go the exact one way that you envision them or that you want them to. Um, because we are multifaceted and anything can come up, whether it's in your control or not. Life is an ideal. And something you said earlier about the cards that you're dealt with, um, it's not always easy to just be like, cool, I'm going to work on myself and it's going to be perfect and awesome and easy. It's definitely a difficult thing to do. And it's a journey, right? With it's like ups and downs. And so first of all, I feel like, first of all, you have to decide or figure out, discover what parts of this project that is me are actually being dictated by learned things in my culture as but I was how, growing up. How do we do that? Because can we ever exist outside of our experiences? Maybe so not, but also like, okay, growing up, I grew up in a, in a very like sheltered, high control religion. And they're, they're big on telling you, this is the way it should be. That's the way it should be. But here's when I started noticing. There are some things they would say that wouldn't sit right with me in my gut and in my heart. And I would be like, yeah, you get guilt thinking, oh, but I'm supposed to believe this thing that they're telling me to believe. So you feel guilt. And, and then, but then you're like, but that doesn't feel right. Like, I don't believe the very first one that was like really not sitting well with me is when I heard the phrase and I'm not paraphrasing it. It's just quote, word for word women should be submissive to men. The first time I heard that at church, I was like uh, eight or nine. And I remember sitting there thinking, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't like that, you know? And so back then um, I remember thinking, like I remember as a little nine-year-old, I remember myself sitting on that chair thinking, talking to God and, and saying, God, I'm so sorry, but I can't do that. Like I remember <laughs> this as a little eight, nine-year-old thinking that. Like, I, I mean, I didn't even have access to the language I do now, which is like feminism, intersectional. No, I didn't. I didn't have. I didn't know about that when I was a little eight, nine year old. I just knew that it didn't sit well with me in my gut. Right. And so as one is going through life and people are having these expectations of you, there's going to be some things you just feel within you that like they don't feel comfortable. They don't vibe with you. And, and I think that's where you begin to think, hmm, my experiences are not matching up with what I want. They're still your experiences and they're still yours to keep and to do whatever you want with them. But you can change the trajectory of, of you know, what you want the rest of your experiences to, to be, right? Um, and we all have something. And it, like for me, in that case that I just said right now, it was a high control religion. Okay. But it could be a family setting. It could be, um, I don't know, any other, any other kind of social setting, right? Mine just happened to be that. And it's, it's scary to start like exploring what that really means and what that is. Why do I have that discomfort? But growth sometimes can be uncomfortable. Yes to everything you just said. Um, thank you for sharing that. I think I have a similar memory that stems from like Catholic guilt from yeah. eight or nine years old um, that I, I don't feel comfortable going into right now. Okay. But 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 yeah, I think interesting that, that we kind of, that seems to be um, an age where, mm -hmm. where that happens. Yeah. Um, 
So you said something, right? That that it's scary to start to confront yeah. these these feelings that don't sit with us. And I guess I was trying to pinpoint uh, uh, right now. I was trying to pinpoint when do you start designing on your own terms versus just going with the flow, right? And so, so I think like you kind of just pointed that moment, right? Like, and correct me if I'm wrong. So there's, there's a moment of recognition where you're like, something doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Then there's a moment of, of, and maybe I'm going through like the 12 step process right now, but like, (laughs) then there's a moment of like, of, of sitting with it being uncomfortable and then and then positioning yourself against it right right where you said like god i'm sorry i can't i can't i can't do that one for right. you right yeah and then i guess that's where like the design process outside of the norm begins right then at that point yeah. you're you're reacting to that fear by saying like as uncomfortable as it is to challenge this it is more uncomfortable to stay in it yes and then that's when that's when the process begins yes okay more uncomfortable to stay in it oh my god seriously Mm -hmm. yes that's on point one of my favorite quotes is like choose your hard yes so like it's hard to be you know hypothetically right um in a, in a marriage that that you you don't feel happy in, right? Mm-hmm. And it's hard to leave that marriage, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to live in a body that you're uncomfortable in, and it's hard to change your habits to be in a different body, right? It's hard to be in a job that you despise, and it's really hard to find a new job, mm-hmm. right? So I'm wondering if like this idea of like thinking of ourselves as a project and like designing of our own terms, I wonder if like our understanding of this stems from like choosing the hard or the discomfort that our gut tells us is like worse kind of in a way. Yeah. yeah. That, that's a that's a negative framing that I've put it in. Well, I mean, it's, it's one way I think to think about it, at least to start off with, because it's only gonna be uncomfortable during the shift, I think, during the shift. Because then once you actually work through the, the sloppiness and the messiness and the difficult part, then you're like, okay, I can be the, the person that I truly am, the person that was discomforted by my, the initial, you know, issue. Um, not once you finally can come into yourself with more comfort after you work through the mud, then you're like, okay, now I'm being true to myself. So it's not that you're being, like you said, you framed it in a negative way. It, it, it is, sometimes you've got to start there and mm-hmm. realize that it is that it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. Yeah. But then you flourish into something And I think better. part of that is that like all of these, these systems that are made, all of these rules, all of these narratives, all of this, it's, it's made to feel like we have no other option. So I think like part of the discomfort of challenging norms is like, there's this layer of like, this feels uncomfortable, right? But then there's that challenge of like, but everybody just sits here and takes it, right? right? So then 
acknowledging that that you're going to inwardly be against it and then outwardly be against it yeah like now you're going against this whole system and all these people who are complicit in the system and you're like but this is what feels right for me but like it's always going to be uncomfortable to challenge norms yeah even if that's what like in your heart of hearts feels good yeah yeah right it is going to be difficult that's important that's important to to acknowledge it's going to be difficult but that doesn't mean it's not for you you know like and the journey will never be easy right mm-hmm. like i also would hate to be like oh yeah once you challenge norms and once you decide that you're done with the patriarchy your life is just beautiful like it's it's not right? no it's not <laughs> it's not especially when like a person shows up that you're like oh we've had our battles with this thing now we have to sit at the same family table or whatever like it it's uncomfortable <laughs> but 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 less uncomfortable than being complicit yeah in the system oh yeah 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 i like that a lot you know i guess like one of the things that i think of in terms of like us being projects and like designing things on our own terms is timelines We have so many timelines, especially right in our culture, right? Like by this age, you should have a partner. By this age, you should be married. By this age, you should have a first kid. By this age, you should have a second kid. By by this age, you know, this is where things should be. And I think maybe we're lucky that our our generation is beginning to stray from that timeline. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that people aren't constantly reminding us that we've strayed from that, that timeline. Right. And so I think like to people who are complicit in the timeline system, Mm -hmm. like to them, it's almost like, well, you're wasting time or what are you doing? Or like to them, they're like, you're not designing your life because you're just kind of like, I describe myself a lot as like, just like floundering around. Like I'm just kind of like a little fish that's like, just kind of like, right, right. And, and I think like, I don't know, to, to design something in a way that feels comfortable for you, it will not look comfortable to other people. Just like their design doesn't look comfortable to you. Right. And so, so what does that mean to still coexist? It's, it's constant pushback. It's really difficult in my experience. Um, I think that if, if, if someone has access to a counselor while you're going through something like that, definitely take it. But if you don't, and sadly a lot of people, a lot of times don't when they're going through breaking from some traditional norm, um, it's finding and online has made it easy, uh, a lot more accessible, finding a tribe, finding a community um, that is kind of going through the same things. And also, like you said earlier, um, more and more people are are saying no i'm not going to follow these same norms and and traditions and customs um and i just wanted to quote bad bunny real quick <laughs> please please <laughs> in the, I, I was looking up the lyrics i was like i can't remember how the line goes but in ella perrea sola uh-huh the part where, where he says and I, and I think this is this is uh, wonderful where it says ella er, ella está soltera antes de que se pusiera de moda. Uh-huh. So I remember when I first heard that lyric, uh, when I first heard that song forever some some time ago. 
Um, I remember thinking, good. I love that being soltera now, like a single woman, like that's empowering and that's great. You know, I'm not, I mean, I mean, I've been married for a while and I'm not soltera, but, <laughs> but like, I love that. That's a thing, you know? Um, I, I think that the pressure that, you know, my Mexican traditional, um, upbringing puts on, on women to like find a boyfriend. And as soon as you find a boyfriend, they're already asking you, when are you going to get married? As soon as you get married, when are you going to have children? It's like, no, I'm going to do this in my own time. Even if I'm just floundering around, right? Like it's still going to be to my design. I'm going to design my floundering, (laughs) you know, and, and all that. And so, um, I think there is comfort in the fact that it's in music, <laughs> uh, that there are communities online, that there are other people, there's people talking about it all over the place. It's, it's, it's in, uh, in different types of media. Like people are talking about the fact that we are comfortable just going down our own path, designing our own path and going down our own path. And I really do love that people are, are, are making that more of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think you make an excellent point, right? That that whole Bad Bunny album, right? You all go look at Nada La Gana. Like, I think, like, he... I mean, I could do a whole show just on Bad Bunny. But <laughs> but I think, like, he, he does speak to kind of, like, where we are now, like, in society. And how breaking free is becoming more normal. And I think, you know, music, shows, books, right? Communities where we can engage with people. I think even just learning about different ways of designing ourselves is important. I also think it's important to remember that we can change our minds. Yeah. You know, like, like if, if you're like, I am single woman, hear me roar. And then you find somebody, you know, our culture will typically be like, no que vas a ser sota, right. right? And you're like, well, I found somebody now. Yeah. Oh, now you found somebody. And it's like, we don't feel the need or it's not normal for us to support people at wherever they are on their journey. Mm, yeah. We're constantly judging based on whether or not they're doing what we as a society approve on or not, yeah. right? And either we're like, oh, okay, they're normal, or we're like, oh, they always wanna push back on everything. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as they stop pushing back on something, it's like, oh, so you're not gonna push back on that? Right. And, and I think that's mm-hmm. where having that community of people mm-hmm. who, who, and I'm not saying we should all enable each other to do ridiculous things. Right. But right. I'm saying like having those supportive people Support. who, who listen and who share and who you can collaborate with. I think that's, I think that truly is very important as well, as much as I believe in like the individualistic self. If you could give some advice to a previous version of yourself Ooh. or to the current version of yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Based that one's on, harder. Why is that ba- one harder? Based on you being your greatest project and you designing on your own terms, what would that advice be? Uh, old self first. Just, just keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're actually, you're actually doing it right. Yeah. You're actually doing it right. You're actually, it might seem weird that is why am I always fighting with relatives? Am I really a malcriada en no sicona? No, you're not. That's just one of the many ways um, by calling you these things that they want you to find to stay back in in your stay in your place. 
and 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 no. So just keep doing what you're doing. That's what I would tell previous me. What a beautiful thing to to affirm previous versions of yourself. Yeah. From your current place. I hope that I can do that 10 years from now <laughs> to now me. Because in the second thing you said and that you would tell yourself now. Actually, I know right now. I I just thought about it. I would tell myself right now that notice how you just affirmed 10-year-old Nayeli that she's doing okay. Why do you think that 35-year-old Nayeli isn't doing okay? Oh, I'm getting emotional. That's good. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Sit sit with it. Yeah. And you know like I've been going through some emotional stuff right now. And so I'm kind of like unsure if some of these things I'm doing are like the right things to be doing even though I've previously thought they're the right things to be doing. All of a sudden I'm like, "Wait, what?" And it's like, "No, wait. You got to keep trusting yourself." Just like I'm telling 10-year-old Nayeli, if I could tell you keep trusting yourself, you're doing it. You're doing it right. Go just keep going. I'm telling myself that right now. There. <laughs> there. There. Okay. I want to know what what Danae now would tell a younger version of Danae, whatever age you choose, which Oof. age I was focusing on 10 year old yeah, eight yeah, to yeah. 10, but you can choose whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of myself, so I'm 28. Right. And I'm thinking of like 21 year old me, you know, graduating from college, starting my first quote unquote, like big girl job and, and feeling so many contradictions, right? So I chose, you know, when I graduated from, from college, I chose to, to move back home to my community to teach, to teach high school English, right? That was the dream, um, to, to be with my parents, to get to spend time with them. Um, I'm an only child, so it was important for me to, to get to be with my parents while I could. Um, and, and I, it was weird. I faced a lot of like, oh, you decided to come home. Oh, you're going to teach. Right. And I was always like, yes, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I've chosen. And I think I have felt the need for the past 10, 10 years, maybe a little bit less to constantly validate and defend my choices to all these people. Mm. And I think I would tell myself, like, you don't need to defend your decisions to anybody. You don't need to validate your choices to anybody, right? You are thoughtful and you have made these decisions based on, like you said, what your gut, what your heart tells you is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And if other people don't see it, you know, you, you gotta be selective about who you spend that energy on. Yeah. Defending your choices to. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe I would go back and be like, let so, them do what they want. Yeah. Let them, let them judge, let them see you as whatever they want to see you as, you know, a lot of people see the teaching profession as like a, oh, I know. Th those who can't do teach, right? That's something mm -hmm. I heard a lot yeah. when yeah. I decided to go into teaching. And I was like, let me see you get kids excited about words when they're 16. Mm -hmm. Right. That. Let me see that. <laughs> Yes. And let me see it excite you to yeah. get to get 16 year olds excited about words. Mm -hmm. Because that gives me life. Yeah. Right. That gives me life. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. I have felt I felt that at a very young age, right at 21, I found my dream job. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just felt so lucky to find it. 
And it was very disheartening to have to constantly validate that to all these people who were like, you're capable of so much more. You're meant for bigger things. To this day, people are like, oh, so you're a teacher. Well, what's next? What are you gonna do with that? No, bitch, I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing the thing. Why does there have to be something more, bigger, better? Yes. And I don't think it's complacency. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's be, be happy for me that I found something that I'm comfortable in. You don't ask doctors what's the next step. I know, You don't right? ask attorneys yeah. what's the next step, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think, you know, designing on my own terms and not having to validate my design to other people's terms. You're, what are you telling yourself now? <sighs> I mean, probably the same shit, right? I don't know. Yeah, I think I still, I still find myself validating and defending a lot. My, my choices, all my choices, mm -hmm. right? All of them. Um, but I think right now I'm trying to, I think I'm spending a lot more time, you know, thinking about what it is that I want out of, out of my time here mm. because, you know, our time is limited, mm -hmm. right? And, and I want to do so many things. And I think it's like, how do I want to spend my time? What are my options? And what do I want to do? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of factors, right? There's money, there's health, there's, you know, uh, some realism that probably needs to be sprinkled in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I think just like, like making sure that I'm focusing on the project and then, and then that I'm, I'm designing it in ways that feel, that feel right. Yeah. Yeah. What challenges or calls to action do we have for ourselves or to our listeners? So I think one thing I would say is like, take time to truly sit with yourself and figure out what it means to you to design on your own terms, right? How many of the things that you want to do are because somebody you care about told you yes. that that's what you were supposed to do mm -hmm. and how many of those things truly feel right mm -hmm. i would say challenge to challenge yourself it's tied to what you're saying challenge yourself the next time you get that little gut feeling that that you know we mentioned earlier stop right there and just be like wait why Cause a lot of times you feel it, but then you just ignore it. No, it's okay. Whatever. No, no. I'll figure that out later. No, no, no. Now is later. Like what, why am I feeling that way? Why did I just uh, feel uncomfortable in that moment after that, after somebody voiced an expectation or after somebody said or did something or I said or did something that I know doesn't sit right. I would say, stop and and just analyze a little bit question a little bit why that didn't sit right i think reminding ourselves right like you are your greatest project but like like to be great you know and whether you come from like a christian standpoint a religious standpoint right like being created in in an, in an image of a god right like what that means to you or like 
just thinking, right? Like the fact that we exist at all, right? Like how great that is. And mm -hmm. thinking about like, what, what can we design with our greatness? You know? Yeah. And, and, and why are we called to do certain things? I think like sitting with that, we get so caught up in every day, right? In the, in the checklist, in the to-do list, in the meetings, in the this and the that, and like, and really sitting with, with these things and reevaluating constantly, right? Like we change, right? Um, yeah. And so sometimes you have to just, it's like you said much earlier, like it's okay if something changes and then you change your plan a little, you change your, your expectations of yourself a little. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It happens. It shows that you're questioning and that you're really striving to live your most authentic self. Thank you so much for listening in on our first episode, and we hope you'll join us for the next one two weeks from today. If you don't already, please follow us on social media and send us little notitas of empowerment, encouragement, and good vibes. You can find the links to our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook in the show notes. See you in the next one.